here on the X Rocks. My name is Randy. I have a special guest in studio tonight. Yeah, Jordan Allred of Boise, Idaho, and Born Weird Tattoo, and Jarrell Larkins of Greeley, Colorado, and Needle Juice Tattoo Studio. They're also both on season 13 of Ink Master, currently running on the Paramount Network, and they're both in studio to chat about it. Guys, how you doing? <laughs> good, yeah. how are you? Pretty good. So just wrapped up episode three on the Paramount Network. How are you guys feeling so far? We feel pretty good after what just happened. Midwest is doing really good. Yeah, definitely. It's, yeah. It's definitely a tough experience, but we're definitely hanging in there and working really hard. It's nerve-wracking watching yourself on TV, that's for sure. <laughs> Neither of us have done anything like TV-related before. And so we'll get into the more of the show and TV stuff here in a second, but to backtrack a little bit, sure. at what age did you both get into art, just art in general? Oh, my goodness. Oh, if you want to get way, way back, I got in... My mom, I just asked her the other day, actually. It's like, when did I start drawing? And she looked me dead in the eye. She said, three years old. Yeah. I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, Yeah, it was really early for me, too. Like, my mother used to sit down with me and teach me how to draw little flowers, you know, with the circle, and you just go, like, mm. four points all the way around it. So, yeah, it was just nonstop since very young. Four years old, my dad built me an easel, and I started painting. My mom still has folders filled with little doodles of a three-year-old. They're not cute. Actually, there's one that's really cute. I drew a little piece of toast with arms and legs, and I called it Happy Toast, and so I'm totally going to get that tattooed on me. Yeah, Happy Toast. (laughs) When did that transpire in the tattoos? I started designing tattoo stuff in high school, like freshman year of high school, like 14 years old, and I I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. So I started drawing and drawing and drawing my first tattoo. Didn't get it till I was 17, but it was high school times. Yeah, for me, it was like, it was kind of, I don't know, I think I took things a little differently. Like, I was always into art and drawing. And then, like, later on, I actually wanted to go to the Air Force. And so, drawing was a thing for me, but it wasn't like a career set. And so, I, I don't think I started translating into, like, the understanding of the possibility of being a tattooer until I was, like, 15. Yeah, 15 years old. So I guess high school still. Yeah, high school. But I wasn't in school. You know, I was kind of <laughs> just like working a job and just school wasn't for me. And, you know, I just left. And later on, it just started becoming a reality of being a tattooer was possible. So just push that. So how do you learn to transfer art on the skin, right? I mean, you have to practice. Yeah. How do you, do you have trusting friends that are just like, yeah, you can use my skin as canvas? Or is there a process to learn the application? I mean, having like a concept of being able to translate it into like a desirable design is... It took a little bit to understand, I think, probably mm. for any tattooer first starting out, because transferring a, an image, just like, hey, I want a flower, and then making it into a cool design that you want on your body, it takes a lot of practice, and you have to really understand composition mm-hmm. and, yeah, just understanding how to design it. It's kind of a weird process, and the body is a completely different canvas than anything you could ever do. Like, it's yeah. not like paper. It's not like a... It's never the same. Yeah. It's Yeah, it's tough. It's like... I don't know, for me, too, I had, like, thankfully I had a bunch of people that were just like, yeah. oh, I don't care. You got you to gotta find the friends that really... <laughs> They're risky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> risky business. Or my brother, especially. <laughs> like, my brother now, when I see him, he's just covered in stuff, but I'm just like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Some of my you oldest know? friends have the silliest looking tattoos on them. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Well, there's a certain level, too, with, like, the skin and whatnot, too, because I have a couple that, you know, where they, like, went too deep and it's kind of mm-hmm. scarred. And is that something you just learn over time, like, that fine yeah. point of where to go? Yeah, yeah, you do, because it's, like, skin is so different. And, like, the problem is, is, like, people kind of jump into tattooing sometimes too soon when they don't really understand the change in that medium. Like, you have older all the technicalities. skin. technicalities. Yeah, or you have people that work outside all the time and their skin's so tough, you know, and just location on the body. 
Like, you can't tattoo the same yeah. way on any part of the body and blow it out and cause a bunch of trauma. Everybody's different. I feel like a creep when I tell my client, like, you have really nice skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is good. This is fun for me. And they're yeah. like, ooh. <laughs> that being said, do you remember the first tattoo that you guys each did? Oh, yeah. I was, I was freaking out. I was more freaked out than the person in my chair. That's for sure. Yeah. I think, so for me, like, my first tattoo was definitely not in a shop. <laughs> it was, like, when I was 15. My brother was, like, my brother was really adamant about me being a tattooer. And so he had bought me my first tattoo kit, which is, like, frowned upon now. You don't want that. But at the time, it's like, you know, I'm a teenager. I didn't care. And I tattooed my brother. And I think, what was it? What did he get? I think he got some weird clown face. Yeah. It was horrible. Oof. Yeah. It was it was absolutely horrible, but he was more adamant about me just keep continuing to push. So he was always like, "Yeah, it's fine, do it," you know. And it's like I apologize to him all the time. I'm I so could, sorry that you look this fix way. All that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> What's the craziest thing you've ever been asked to tattoo on somebody? It's hmm. always an interesting question. Yeah, um, you know, we had this guy that used to come around the old shop I worked at, and he had probably like a hundred face tattoos. I'm not kidding, and. He asked me to tattoo, what was it, like, I don't even remember. I had to do all the filler on his face. And so I had to tattoo, like, his crow's feet and, like, the side of his nostrils, his forehead. Like, woo, it was super weird. But I needed that body part under my belt. So I was like, yeah, I'll tattoo your face. I think it's more like location sometimes. I I don't know if it's, like, so much subject matter with me. It's been, like, location. Like, somebody, like, out of nowhere wants, like, their genitals tattooed <laughs> or like you know something like that and you're kind of just like nah, I really I don't tattooed know. so many dude butts like so many dude yeah, butts <laughs> yeah so there yeah. is a point where you say no like there is man like yeah. uh, the beauty of being a tattooer we can yeah. legit tell people just like absolutely not get out yeah, it's like am i comfortable no like, no i don't, don't want to tattoo somebody's wiener how much are you willing to pay me first of all yeah. second of all <laughs> that's not enough get out yeah oh my god so how do you find the balance between, you know, focusing on the art while you're tattooing, right? You're doing the piece, but also to make sure that the person you're tattooing is comfortable and relaxed. Um, you know, honestly, like, I think a lot of tattooers sometimes, like, especially like a long time ago, they kind of just go about things where it's like, just sit down and it's like kind of that attitude. Yeah. And so now it's more so like getting tattooed is such an intimate experience, like not only for us as tattooers, but the client. And so it's just, it's more about just making sure they're comfortable, asking them how they're doing, you know, making sure the settings are right. Like if you're tattooing a, a body part that's like open, like their butt or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, we'll put blockers up and stuff. You you want them to feel comfortable. You don't want them to feel like they're exposed to the whole world that walks in and kind of just like gauging their levels, and, mm-hmm. you know, things yeah. like that. I think back in the day it was more so like, who cares? Sit down, and, shut up. Yeah. Don't be a wimp. Yeah. But yeah, now it's like, are you are you comfortable with me doing this? And like, there really has to be a mutual understanding and there has to be a lot of trust. And like, you, you have to respect tattooing as well. Like, it's it, it hurts. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you need to understand it hurts. But we're going to do everything we can to help you through it too. Mm-hmm. But there reaches a certain point where if you're like crying, like, I'm yeah. sorry, but that's weird. I'm not going to tattoo you if you're crying. I will. Like, you got to go. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. Dude, I'm like, no, that's weird. Yeah, I, like, just, I like it. No, it's no yeah. I'm like, are you okay? And I'm just still going. Or it's, like, so, it's so awkward, though. They're just like, awkward. yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, no, dude, yeah. this is weird. Yeah, it gets awkward. And I think, like, as tattooers, we have the responsibility, too, of, like, even thinking ahead for people because, like, sometimes you get, you know, kids that are, like, 18 and they want to jump into getting a neck tattoo. Which is a Or no-go. something crazy. Yeah, and, 
you know, I'll turn him down. Absolutely. Because it's like, you don't really have your life planned out, you know? So you kind of just like push them away. It's, it's more for their benefit. Like you don't want your neck tattooed when you're 18. Like, where are you going to work? No, yeah, there's so many places where, like, I won't do hand tattoos on somebody that isn't, like, definitely, like, visibly dedicated to, like, the tattooed life. Like, if they don't already have two sleeves, then you're not going to get your hand tattooed by me. You're not going to get your temple tattooed by me if you don't have, like, sleeves. You're not going to get your neck. Like, calm down. It's weird. I don't don't understand. Like, it's the new generation. Like, sometimes they just jump into, like, they watch TV and they watch music videos and stuff, and they're like... I want to get my face tattooed. It's it's time. It's You're time. Like, the time is now. Yeah. 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 It's like no, it's not, dude. You need to sit down. <laughs> That's super cool that you guys have that approach too. Because I feel like a lot there's of people lot just of people take the don't. money and just do it. Right? Yeah. yeah exactly. There's, there's like, still a lot want. of people. Yeah. That yeah. That's do really that. cool that approach. Yeah. When I, I literally, like, as you're talking about the pain and stuff, when I got my first tattoo, I walked in and the guy had a, a shirt that said "Hell yeah, it hurts," and he's this big dude with like you know sleeveless yeah. shirt. I was like, oh man, like what am I in for? But <laughs> seriously, I mean, it's like it's an amazing craft because I can draw a little bit. And I always had people like, why don't you start tattooing? I'm like, because there's no eraser. I cannot take that pressure. And so, like, I have a ton of respect for what you guys do to be able to do that because that is, I mean, it's it's nuts. It took a long time to be comfortable. Yeah. Not going to lie. Who knows how many hours it took to you're just like, yeah, I got it. I got this. Yeah, you have to be pretty confident in what you're doing. What motivates you guys as artists in general? You know, always progressing in my work, like, always – it's cool to leave the day and be like, I did such a good job. But I think the fact that when you're an artist, like whether it be physical art or like a musician or anything like that, you're your worst critic. And Mm -hmm. like that can be really hard, but it's also a motivator because it's like, yeah, I did really good, but I could also do better. And that's why, and you shouldn't be too hard on yourself. So what I'm saying, but I think that every single tattoo that I do, I want to do the next one better than the last one. And so like, there's a lot of other artists and people that inspire me, but I myself am, like, the person that's just, like, you can do better. You can always do better. Yeah, I'd have to say the same because, like, there's times where you do a tattoo and it's perfect, like, to a client. and But to you, you might find one little thing in that picture and it just eats you up. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like you want to push yourself to become the best you possibly can be. And, yeah, that is, like you said, motivation to the fullest because there's a lot of tattooers that just hit this plateau where they're just comfortable with that. And it's, like, just like music. Like, you kind of you got to keep up. You know, or you're gonna fall flat and you're just mm-hmm. gonna drift off into something. You know, I know a lot of tattooers that didn't want to progress themselves as like pushing the boundaries of art because you see tattoos now compared to they used to be. And oh my gosh, I, I see tattoos honestly where I'm just like, I don't, I don't know how you achieve that, but <laughs> that's the point is like trying yeah. to get to those points with your creativity and art and thinking outside the box and trying to establish yourself as an artist. You know, you gotta separate yourself from so many. You know, because then you have a style where people see it and they're like, oh, that's a piece by Jordan Allred. Yeah. Or this and that. It's just like something you got to keep pushing for. Yeah. Heavy motivation right there. Always progress. Yeah. I have to ask the music question, obviously, being a radio station. Do you guys listen to music while you're tattooing, like to get motivated? Or Mm -hmm. when, what kind do you typically listen to? We're constantly listening to music. There's some times where if I have to do a late night tattoo, I'll I'll be in silence like a weirdo, but Mm -hmm. all day long it's constant music. And then the, our playlists, like just us as people in general, we our playlists are all over the so place, everywhere. all over the place. But most of the time, I mean, when you think of a tattoo shop, you think of heavy metal, mm-hmm. which is like, hell yeah. But there's, I don't know, we all like different stuff, too. Yeah, it gets like that. I like at my shop, there's a lot of, I don't know, I have artists that like hip hop the whole time, like Chico, he mm-hmm. really likes hip hop, but. I'll be listening to, like, Trivium, nice. and then, like, I'll switch it up to, like, Ginger, and then it'll switch it up to 
Dang, you something completely different, you know, <laughs> like it'll be just R and B, and then yeah. it'll switch back, and it, it keeps it keeps the vibe going. But like you said, there's there's a lot of times where you kind of just zone out, and the music. Like stops. I don't even know if there's music playing sometimes. Yeah, and then and then they're just like, can you can you play on some music? And you're like, oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's been quiet this whole time. I think music and tattoo shops go hand in hand for sure, though. Yeah, absolutely. especially rock and alternative and heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Not to put guys on the spot, but any songs you want to hear tonight? Ooh, that you guys play on the X. I like Pisces by Ginger for sure. I mean, Ginger is always a good choice. Yeah, or Hardwired by Metallica. By Metallica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are good. Yeah, we'll throw them in for sure. And then now moving into kind of the show, right? So Ink Master, season 13, every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on Paramount Network, which you can also stream on the app, by the way. That's how I've been doing it. It's, yeah. it's awesome. You can watch wherever. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. What made you guys decide you want to go on Ink Master? So for me, like, <laughs> I honestly have been watching Ink Master since it started. And uh, this was like season one years and years ago. And it kind of hit a point where I was like, you know what? There's a, a goal in my life where I would like to do that. You know, because, like, a lot of times as tattooers, we don't get the opportunity to, like, be pushed like that. Because, like, a lot of tattooers might look at it as a certain way, but it's, like, the exposure you get from that. Not even just exposure, the experience in general. I applied a long time ago. Like, I actually applied during, like, season six. And season six, they called me, and they was like, it's apprentice versus mentor. That was that theme at that time. And I didn't really have a mentor that I could really, like... Hey, you want to you know do this show with me? Right. And like, I told them that, and they're like, "Well, do you know anybody you want to go up against?" And like, I called a couple of my friends, and they were kind of just like, "No, nah, I don't know if I want to put myself out there like that." And so I let it go, and then I applied again later on, and uh, they hit me up for a different season, but I didn't really fit what they were doing, which was good because it wasn't really my my type of thing. And then they <laughs> called me for this one, and they were like, "Hey, do you want to do this season?" And went through the whole process and got on the show. Yeah. So for me, I've, I haven't ever really watched a whole lot of Ink Master. I had seen like a couple episodes here and there, and I never thought in a million years I would be a part of it. I never like gave it a second thought. And not because of like having bad thoughts about the TV show in general. It was just like, I just never really watched it. So one day I'm on Instagram doing my thing, scrolling, (laughs) and I get a direct message and it was a casting producer and she just said, Hey, like, we're really interested in your work and it would be super cool if you would think about doing this interview with us. Let us know. So I went to work that day and I was like, peep this. What is this? <laughs> and my coworker, he's like, do it. I was like, really? He's like, do it. Like, why wouldn't you do it? And I was like, you know what? You're right. Like, why not? Yeah. And so I, I contacted them and then I, you know, started watching the show a little bit after that because I was like, well, if I'm going to be a part of it, I might need to know something. Yeah. And so <laughs> then they... Yeah, so I did an interview with them, and then it went off from there. So it was super random for me. I, I didn't plan on doing it at all, hmm. but I'm really glad I did. And are your current shops, I mean, they're okay with you taking time off, obviously, to do the filming for it? Yeah, it was it was stressful, not just for us as individual artists, but for the shop he owns. Obviously, it was a stressor oh, for yeah, him to be gone. Yeah, I just had to vanish. <laughs> yeah, like, just bye. Poof. Yeah, I mean, like, we could, and we couldn't really tell anybody what we were doing, so it was just poof. Yeah, that was the hardest part, because people... Just like, trust me, I'll be back. And they're like, what are you out. doing? Like, what the hell happened to you? And just like... Yeah. I, I'm not going to respond. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody at the shop here. that I'm at were really... Um, they had my back with whatever I needed to do, like they'd be there. So yeah, 
I was really grateful for that. And what's the process like, I guess, kind of behind the scenes is getting on the show? Is it just a bunch of interviews? So, like, it is actually, it's it's pretty deep. So, like, you go through interviews, you know, obviously to see, like, your personality and, like, are you going to be somebody who's going to express your opinion or are you going to be somebody who's just going to sit there and just, like, never say a word? Because nobody wants to hear that guy. Right. That girl, you know, you're just like, yeah. you never say anything. We'll talk about that guy in a minute. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then when you go, you know, past that point, you know, we go through background checks because they want to make sure you're not on the show with the wrong person, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, like, mm. you went through all that, and then uh, we did a psyche valve, too. Yeah, was, like, uh, it was, like, in-depth as hell, and they really didn't yeah. tell you a whole mu- a whole bunch about it either. It was just, like, you didn't know that you were on the show until you were about to be flown out there. Yeah, wow. And so it was really it was really crazy. And, like, what they expected from you, like, yeah, they flew a doctor out here to Boise for me to meet with to make sure I wasn't, you know, like, off my rocker. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and that I could handle something like being on TV or being on lockdown for a season, you know? yeah. Yeah, it's good because, like, you're all together. Like, we're all living together. Right. You know, and you don't want that person that's just, <laughs> all it takes is just, you know, just a few long, long nights and just snap or something. So I get why they do that. So what are the emotions like when you actually start the show? I mean, are you nervous, excited, and ready to kick everybody's ass? Have you ever had a three-month-long panic attack? Yeah. Because it's exhausting. Really? It yeah, is. it was just, like, constantly. It, it really is. Yeah, because it's nonstop. And I think the really cool part about it, though, is, like, if you're somebody who kind of strays a- away from kind of really pushing your full personality, it's definitely the place and time to do it, to, like, really be yourself and even a little amped up self. Mm-hmm. And so you're nervous for sure because, like, those – you don't have the same comfort zone as you're tattooing outside. It was an alternate reality. You're questioning sure. everything constantly, like – is this right? Is this wrong? And then people come over and they might not say anything or somebody might come over and say something smart and walk off and you're like second-guessing everything you did and you're like... Am I talking weird? Do I look weird? Yeah, I went through that a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like, when, you know, because like you do things when people aren't looking at you sometimes with your face. Like you might make a, <laughs> a face like your tongue's out or something while you're focusing and yeah, and every time I'd see the camera coming by I would just straighten my face up so I kind of have like an angry look a lot <laughs> you know but I was just like nope nope don't do anything stupid you know is it hard not to look Cause that's the thing I always when I watch these shows you know reality shows or whatever like to not look at the camera it's it gonna is. be hard right because like the natural instinct is, is to look yeah at when a somebody comes swooping into your you know on your six you're just like what are you doing yeah, you but you can't look over sometimes. Yeah. yeah you just like look up real quick and you're like oh look down. Yeah. nice camera in your face mm-hmm. yeah you know but yeah it was that was tough not looking at them. Just kind you of get a little bit there. more comfortable with the fact that there's a camera, but, like, mm-hmm. all the angles that they come in on and how close they get, and you don't know. It's it's like when the camera comes at your face, they're asking you a question, but you don't know the answer. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do <laughs> yeah. with my hands, man. <laughs> with the art part of it, like, is there added stress to that out of your normal environment because you're being judged, there's a time limit, there's, you know, specifics they're wanting you to follow, there's that oh, dude coming man. around talking trash everybody's station you know? <laughs> yeah man it's uh it's way different because outside of that and what people i think a lot of viewers don't really kind of get to grasp is like outside of the show we kind of have the world to reference you know like 
you got to do a leaf or something like that. Just go outside. You can take a picture. If you know we want to do a rose, we can go find a rose to take a picture of. We don't have that luxury. So like everything we did, we have to draw completely. You know, because you're not able to take like I'm a surrealistic guy and like a realism guy, so it's easy for me to like find that kind of reference. But there, it's it's not about that. Like, mm-hmm. You have to draw this stuff up, and you're drawing it on a limit. Like you don't have the luxury of being like, you know what, I'm gonna sleep on it and let that idea brew. Mm-hmm. It's like no, you have two hours to draw. Yeah, the pressure is insane. I mean, being a tattoo artist in general, like, there's a lot of pressure. We're doing, like, permanent work on somebody. But when there's – you add time and you add cameras and you add Mm -hmm. crazy people, then it's like – I mean, nothing could have prepped me for that. Even the style changed. Mm -hmm. Because, like, if you're somebody who doesn't like to use certain type of lines or, like, if you're somebody who doesn't like to – you know, blend things a certain mm-hmm. way. It's you're kind of trying to confine to what's expected of you. That's yeah. like kind of like it the took roots me a minute of it to understand that yeah. that's the you know that's the whole premise of Ink Master. Like they're they're poking you to do everything mm-hmm. at all styles and mm-hmm. like nail it. But you know, like you, you're black and gray realism. So when yeah. when other things come up, you're just like, yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to. Yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to kick that ass. And that comes into play with like the skeletons, right? When they pass them out, to, they try to yeah, trick the skulls, yeah. Skull yeah. Yeah. skulls, yeah, yeah, Man. yeah. And you try to you try to burn somebody that's doing a really good mm-hmm. job, but then you end up burning somebody else or yourself. And yeah, you never yeah. really know what that. Like sometimes you have the upper hand, but sometimes you throw yourself under the bus. Which is a huge crazy part because you're sitting there and you're just hearing these ideas that canvases are saying, and you're kind of just like, please don't give me that one. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then you get it. And you're like, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let me pull this right out of nowhere. Make it better than everything else in the room. It's, just, it's yeah. pretty tough. Well, as a viewer, too, I mean, I like how seeing how the show does challenge you guys. I mean, with the postcard mm-hmm. challenge, for example, it's like, you know, it just makes you kind of out of your box, I guess, and be more creative. And do you feel like you guys are better artists because of the show? Um, in a yeah. lot of ways, I totally am. Yeah, Those challenges are also random and you and you don't know what you're doing. And so there's no mental prep for like, what am I going to? What would I collage or what would I hodgepodge onto the side of a 50 foot tour bus? It's like, I don't know. So we had to, it came up with a, on a fly, on a whim. You know, you just have to think of these concepts and stuff. And, but being able to come up with these ideas and like a game plan and whatnot is a really awesome skill that, you know, I guess that gave you. Yeah. And like what's cool about it too is like, I think a lot of viewers might sometimes think that stuff is scripted. Like, we know what we're doing on these flash challenges. We don't. Yeah. Like, we're nowhere. When we arrive there, we, we're nowhere near any of these props mm. or anything we have to do. So, when we finally walk over there, we're just looking like, what are we about to do? You know, and then we Dave tells us what we're doing. Know. We're like, you're kidding me right now. <laughs> yeah. When you see tour buses and a giant stack of postcards. Yeah. Like, you're like, what are you, like, what are you do? doing? Yeah. It was a mountain of postcards. Yeah. Like, it was every so hot. single state in the United States. And there was just like 400 of each one. It was like so many. So many postcards. And glue sticks. Yeah. All day. Oh, yeah. Just bam. Yeah. Bam. We were just covered in glue and sunburns and... Yeah, yeah. I, I got toasted. Well, that's the sure. thing is, obviously, it doesn't show the full length. I mean, you're right. It doesn't oh, yeah. clip. So mm-hmm. you can tell. I mean, that's a lot of postcards. That's mm-hmm. a lot of time, but they have to trim it down. So I can only imagine actually being out long. there doing it. It's a long day. Mm-hmm. And, like, people would think, like, we have, you know, we don't have breaks, like, while you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, we're doing this all day, like, for six hours doing these challenges or five, whatever they're asking for. And it's not like, all right, lunchtime. Right. You know, it's like, no, we're when it's done, you're done. The timer is the actual timer. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, it's – that's probably the that, – that part's difficult, especially the elements. It's hot. You know, you're just like – You think six hours is a long time, but when you're, when you're under that – 
Yeah, stuff. it does. It's, it does fly. It up, flies yeah. by. And then what goes through your mind then, like when you hear Navarro's countdown? Because that gives me anxiety just watching. It. I'm like, oh no! Like, oh, yeah. It's like when you're trying to finish a test in high school. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. All the kids are getting up and they're done, and you're, you know, if you're not so, done, <laughs> I mean, what does that does that feel like? I mean, does it put more stress on it. Yeah, because yeah. we. It's not like we have like our phones or or anything to check the time. And so when we'd hear oh, so how much know. time we have left, it was just like, oh my, yeah, we've been know, doing this for four hours already? Like, mm-hmm. then it's like, all right, guys, we got to hurry up. Like, right this second. Like, should have been done five minutes ago, dude. Yeah, you don't know until he yells it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. Did like, they give you, like, updates or just? Nope. Just appear out of nowhere. Oh, like, wow. Four hours left or three hours left. And you're like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that was, that kind of gets you, like, kind of Yeah, like, when they panicking. give us that kind of heads up, it's scary. See, I for sure thought there'd be like a ticker that tells you to so nope. keep on track. That's that. It is when, when you're tattooing. Yeah. Yes, the um, there is a timer in the in the room, so that's kind of helpful. But even then, you're focused on there's you're super hyper focused on the tattoo, and so you'll look up and there's like a half hour left, and you're like, oh my goodness. Yeah, and the timing is is real. Like I've seen you know comments from people where they're like, it goes over that time, and it doesn't. It mm. really does not. Like mm-hmm. you have six hours of tattoo. That's all you get. So if you don't finish, yeah. it's you know it's part of it. You're going home, you yeah. know. So you have to finish that tattoo. Yep. And then how? I mean, at the end of the day, how does it feel to ha- see your work being displayed on national TV on a big platform like that? <laughs> it feels it feels cool to a degree, but once mm-hmm. when they show your tattoo on a big screen and then they zoom in and it's HD, it's absolutely horrifying. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's just like enhance, mm-hmm. and so it's like, <laughs> oh man. Like, I'm not trying to enhance your face. Like, stop enhancing, you know. Yeah, like, in the normal world, like, these tattoos are, they're great. They're spot on. Yeah. You know, like, nobody's going to get tattooed and take a magnifying glass and zoom in on every line, you know. And, like, okay, is that every, is that perfect? Is that saturated? Like, it should be, you know. And it's like you kind of get one chance. And then it's just shown to the world. Like, Mm -hmm. well, this is what they did today. What do you think? Let's (laughs) zoom in like crazy, shall we? Yeah, it's, that's rough. And, you know, even, like, when we do tattoos as tattooers, like, we can we can examine things like sometimes we'll take a picture and we can look at the picture and be like you know what there's something I want to touch up real quick mm-hmm. you don't have that choice Mm-mm. like when it's done it's done you know and then you get to see it later and then you get to see it on a giant screen yeah. where the judges yeah. are just raiming you mm-hmm. yeah. you're like, like oh man <laughs> yeah. this you don't have to answer but. I wanted to ask, like, how do you handle a guy on the show like Jason? Uh-huh. Right? I mean, dude, I want to throw my phone across the room just for watching. Oh man, Jason! Jason is an awesome character on the show. He is, he's a really cool dude, but like he, his personality is like one of those ones where it, you can't let it get to you because that's what he's gonna do. Like, right. he's, yeah. he's trying to see what's gonna make this person or that person kind of just like yep. lose themselves for a minute, and so you kind of just like he comes over. There would be a lot of times when he, you know, he comes over, and I would tell my canvas like. Don't don't listen to what he says. Right. Yeah. You know, but yeah, he's a he's a really cool guy. But it's like that kind of stuff you can't let it get to you because mm-hmm. like it just takes a little word and you're just like oh, he's man. got zingers, man. He does, he's, and he he's witty. He bothered me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, Jason. he bothered me. And I wasn't even there. Oh, I mean, it's Jason. it's one of those things. I mean, after watching another episode, I was like, okay, it's obviously he's trying to play that game. He plays a smart game. He's yeah. talented to back it up. So mm-hmm. I mean, right? I, I kind of yeah, I guess he hasn't figured out. Yeah. What if though you were that talented and you weren't such a bully? I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, that's true. Well, that first episode, I wondered because he was in the bottom yeah. part of it, right? And so yeah. after talking all that after trash, talking I was like, trash Ooh. to me, I was, I was surprised. Too. I was, I was like, huh, interesting, <laughs> you know? But it's crazy, too. That's what I noticed with the show is it flips real quick because in the next one around that postcard challenge, right. you know, and so I, it, it's crazy how fast it goes from 
bottom to top or top oh, to bottom. Yeah. It changes a lot, oh, it seems yeah. like. It doesn't matter if you did something awesome for yeah. one second because you could be at the bottom the next, you know? Mm-hmm. Easy, and then go home, you know? like You could do great, 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 go home. Yeah, there's no report cards like they say. Mm-hmm. They're not like, yeah. kind of like, well, you've been doing good for this many you know, yeah. weeks or whatever. And so this slip up, I'll let it slide. No, it's like, hey, you, you messed up, so you're, yeah. you might go home. Which it's is like, like dude. the cool thing about this season, you know, like they announced on, you know, this episode two that came out, that was the pardons, mm-hmm. you know, by the judges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like their ability to be like. Which they've never done before on Eek Master. No, no, never before. And, it, you know, it's a cool thing, you know, it's like be nerve-wracking but at the same time it's like kind of giving them the liberty to be like you're a very talented person all this was great but one thing might have happened on this piece right. where we don't feel like you deserve to go home and so they have the ability to save you which is like really exciting yeah i think for not only for us but the viewers could be a good thing could be a bad thing yeah yeah it can go both how much fun is the midwest team because it seems like you guys from what i've seen mm-hmm. so far work pretty well together while some of their teams mm-hmm. don't we do is it a pretty tight-knit group yeah it Right off the bat, we were super, super tight. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the guys, like, everybody was super nice. We were all just like, let's crush it. I felt like we, we bonded like that from the get-go when the other teams had a little bit of a slower pace. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of arguing. And, like, sassiness and stuff like that. But mm. we were just, like, having a good time. Yeah, we more so try to give each other that respect that we would want. You know, right, right. off the bat and kind of... Just see where it goes from there because, you know, when you're when you're respecting each other, if one person decides to flip, mm-hmm. you know, you don't feel bad about turning on them or something or kind of seeing who the person really is. And I think for the Midwest, we're all just – we're artists and we want to push ourselves and opposed to, like, trying to shut down the next guy that's, like, right there with you. You're more so trying to We want to keep our team too. intact. Yeah. <laughs> I like doing stuff with my team, and my dudes are awesome. And it rubs off when you're watching it, too, because a lot of times you watch a show like that, it takes a couple episodes to figure out who you're kind of rooting for because the personalities and the talent and whatnot. Because instantly, obviously, with your Boise ties, I'm like, okay, I know which team I'm rooting for. But then also, (laughs) I was like, wow, they're actually all get together. They all get along. They Mm -hmm. seem like a really cool group, and the talent's there, too. And so I was like, this is a no-brainer, you know? Exactly. I feel like we need to get Chris out to Idaho, too, after his uh, pancake comment. (laughs) Make make Chris understand the (laughs) difference between pancake and potato. (laughs) them like a stack of pancakes <laughs> where can people find your work and follow along with your journey so i'm mostly active on instagram i think jarella is more active on instagram too yeah. i mean facebook you can find us on facebook but i i don't reply to anybody on facebook Mm-mm. um i'll post some updates here and there but instagram is where i'm like super active on we both have twitters too um you know jordan all red art and then jarell larkins Mine's a real music. Yeah, yours is real music. Yeah. On Twitter. And then Instagram is yeah, Jarrell Larkins. And then mine's Jordan All Red Art. It's definitely the best way. It's like Instagram's more so just like as artists, we we're able to just connect with what we're doing opposed to just scrolling through a bunch of people just like ranting about their day. Totally. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So like it's it's better to find out what we're doing then because that's where we're definitely constantly posting and speaking on things and posting on stories of what's going to happen next. We like picture books more than yeah. <laughs> word books. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> and then if somebody wants to go, you know, about getting a Jordan tattoo or a Jarrell tattoo, how do they go about that process? My process is emailing um, Born Weird Tattoo or me directly. It's going to be both ways very shortly. But um, I don't really do, like, DMs on Instagram and stuff like that because it's, it's really hard for me to keep those straight. So emailing and then um, calling the shop and having a consultation. But – we both have our books currently closed. Right. And, um, well, I mean, yours are sort of open, but it There's just kind of depends. We, we, yeah, we book, um, 
we book a little differently. Like sometimes we won't be taking any appointments because we're already booked out for however long. So just keeping an eye on social media and then following instructions from there. But typically it's emailing and then having a consultation either in person or over the phone. Cool. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Same. Usually email. And yeah, we always post the way anytime our book's open on how to contact us via Instagram to the instructions, you know, email this or where we'll be. Mm-hmm. And you guys want to plug the shops too, like locations, yeah. names, all stuff. I work at Born Weird Tattoo here in Boise, Idaho, and you can email bornweirdtattoo at gmail dot com. And typically, I'm at the shop. If I'm in Boise, I'm working all the time. Yeah, and um, I own Needle Juice Tattoo Studio in Greeley, Colorado. And the the best way to contact would be emailing needlejuicetattoostudio at gmail.com. And in the meantime, obviously tune in to Ink Master every Tuesday night. It's 8 p.m. Mountain Time. It's on the Paramount Network. Jordan and Jarrell, you guys are both badasses. I can tell you the X is Team Midwest. Yes! All the way through. And <laughs> I appreciate yeah. you guys coming by. Like, thanks a lot. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you. It. Totally.